Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Not So Native Podcast. Let me introduce your host. My name is Rob Lamb. And I'm Aaron Bailey. Kick back and let us take you on a journey as we explore some of Arizona's most fascinating people, places, and things to do. Are you ready? The Not So Native Podcast would like to welcome back our sponsor, MLR Professional Tax and Accounting Service, 623-505-7141. MLR Professional Tax and Accounting provides personal and business tax and accounting services. Looking for help with your business or personal tax returns this year? Choose the firm we choose at the Not So Native Podcast, MLR Professional Tax and Accounting, 623-505-7141. There's never a charge to talk. here with my special guest host by the way uh, she definitely smells better than Aaron definitely <laughs> we are Aaron chuckling already <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what he said later <laughs> anyway we are in the car here at Arizona we finally made it to Arizona yes and we are in the car with Dave O'Connell I'm the director of animal staff here at the park Awesome. And how long have you been here at the park? I've been here at the park for three years now. So pretty short time I've been here. But what's cool is that it's a pretty big portion of Arizona's lifespan because Arizona is only going to be nine years old this coming May. Wow. Wow. How did you get hooked up up here? Luck. Sheer luck. And I say sure. that because... Well, that's, that's how a lot of because, good things happen. Oh, man, it's true. Like, I, I came here, and it's it's such an awesome place. The owner's one of the greatest guys in the world. The staff we have is is just... Like, one. I think one of the coolest things about Arizona, despite all the... Not despite, but including all the animals that we see, is the staff that we have. Because one thing that we hire is, like, really cool personalities. So everybody here as you walk around, you're not going to meet anybody that isn't nice and friendly. And obviously we're a park that people come visit so that's an important thing but what's cool is that all these people are like this outside of the park as well, well. Normally? so it's like yeah every you meet a bunch of genuine <clears throat> people and it just it just adds to the overall experience of visiting all right well dave is going to take us on the guided tour that's right around the park so we're going to get started going which direction should i can i go that direction or do so, i need to back up we need to back up because we're going to actually go behind us here through those, that big rock entrance. Everybody, oh, cool. when they first get to the park, everybody thinks it's like, I feel like I'm going into Jurassic Park. We have these nice big gates yes. and there's some animals standing behind it. So it's fun to see everybody's reaction right as they're coming in the front door. It's like, what are we going into? What are we going into? And what's neat is that we actually, at Arizona, one of the things that's kind of cool and different about us is that most zoo type facilities or animal or facilities that house animals to view are like a normal zoo right you walk up to an enclosure and look into it and check out the animals in an environment Here but we at go. arizona we actually drive our vehicles into the enclosures with the animals oh we are in we are in rocky mountain goats. aggressive during rut that's right rocky mountain goats so <clears throat> Oh, look at that. Get your camera out. That's Gertie. This oh, guy up here is Gus. She's, and he's she's, our she's totally fluffy and white. Cutest. Beautiful. Cutest. So Rocky Mountain oh, goats. Look at this one. Now, do they get up? They, they could get up and then walk around and yep, do whatever everywhere. they want, whatever. Yep. 
They are not animatronic. They are real life animals, breathing, eating, pooping animals. <laughs> Probably emphasis on the pooping. That's right. That's right. That's a that's the easiest part so of the job. To clean before up we go further, I should note for the podcast that Dave is currently holding our dog Tucker. <laughs> that's right. And um, Tucker is very happy. So <laughs> that speaks to the genuine authenticity of the niceness of the staff here. Yes, Tucker's <laughs> a good dog, and Dave is also happy holding Tucker. So it's it's fair. Are there? Uh, yeah, Dave's Dave's being held warm by Tucker. <laughs> Are there reindeer wandering? I saw signs of reindeer. <gasps> right that's right. Oh have, my gosh, right there. Reindeer. Look at that. Oh, it's so cute. These guys are some of the newest animals of the park. We've oh, only had them for a little bit over a year. All right. And there we got them from a place in Washington and they came down here and we used to have doll sheep in this enclosure, uh, but the doll sheep went to another place for breeding okay. and we got well. the reindeer in it. And with the goal being North American animals at Bear Zone, it's kind of our, we have some animals that stray that from right? that. But with North American animals, we needed some reindeer to show off. Reindeer, also reindeer. known as caribou. Caribou. Yeah. Ah. Also known as Santa's helpers. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> there may or may not be people in this car who do not believe in Santa Claus. And I, they, they just don't receive anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> all right look at these critters right here right look at these so these oh are the these right. are more reindeer yep these are the females okay. so there's four in here right now and then we have one that's off exhibit because the males at different times of year go into what's called rut or it's a uh -huh. breeding season right and at that time they get a lot more dangerous they have one thing on their mind <laughs> so so these guys being so young we didn't necessarily want them to breed yet so we separated one of our males off who was definitely showing those rut signs and we're waiting till he's all the way out of it and then we'll put him back in with the herd nice and then again they're from North America. Is this a, a similar climate to what they're used to? It's not, actually. I mean, it's close as in it's a nice big forest and a huge space on the one around him. But they're found all the way up in the tundra. Kind of, um, I think the furthest south that reindeer actually found is in northern Montana, Idaho. Okay. I believe Washington. But there's okay. a small population there. And then most of the reindeer are found uh, further up into Alaska. There's okay. even a herd of reindeer that's so big, it's called a 40-mile herd because the same wow. herd stretches for almost 40 miles. Right. Wow. Isn't that insane? Wow. Wow. Now, do you have a, a degree or a background in animal <laughs> husbandry? Or, I, or I do. It's, it was, my plan wildlife? wasn't necessarily to do zoo-type stuff. It's always something I liked and I wanted to do, but I got lucky, like I mentioned at the beginning, got this job. My degree is in wildlife biology. With, mm -hmm. okay. or it's biology with the emphasis in fish and wildlife management. And I actually went to NAU and Flagstaff. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never thought oh. I'd end up back up here, but here I am. Here you are. And happy. Where so, are you from originally? I'm from Pine Top, Arizona, so okay. eastern Arizona. Yeah. So nine years ago when they were... How did they conceive of this concept of people who... <laughs> Uh, own bear zone. There's a couple of uh, critters right there in front yeah, of us. Mule deer and coos deer in this enclosure. Oh, those are native to Arizona. Native. That's right. They're native. Yeah, right. Uh, so the so Arizona's concept came from our owner uh, and his brother, who are the ones who own it, and they actually were a part of a family that started a place called Bear Country in South Dakota. That's very similar. It's a drive-through wild animal park, uh, <coughs> and Sean, the owner 
wanted to start kind of his own thing and do so because obviously with the family there's all there's all those little things you go through right she's like well i want to do this well, i want to do this so sean was like no i'm gonna start my own place down in arizona and then i could him and his brother could do all the things they want so in a sense this is sean casey is the owner uh this is kind of his big model that he's working on so he gets to do all these projects build all these nice big enclosures for all these cool animals so it was his idea and he kind of copied what he knew from south dakota and just brought it down here to arizona nice you can see where the some animals been rutting on that uh pine tree yeah, right there oh yeah little, little as, a as, they, bunch of them. as they say in nascar rubbing means racing <laughs> <laughs> in their case it means they're trying to grow their horns yeah. <laughs> so yeah. They, is that right? So a couple right. of different reasons. So the oh, good, the good. bucks oh. will uh, when they're when the antlers are growing on deer species, reindeer, elk, uh, mule deer, coos deer, and even moose are all deer species. They have on the outside of the antlers it's called velvet. So it, it looks like velvet. It's like oh, a soft yeah, yeah, fur yeah, that grows yeah. on there. Mm -hmm. So as that's coming off, they'll rub their antlers on trees and things to get it off. But also they do it to kind of mark their territory, uh, right? They're showing how tough they are. They're racking their antlers on a tree. They're like, "Look how tough yeah. I am, ladies! I'm gonna wreck this tree." <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of there's multiple reasons for it, but that's when you see as you're walking through the forest or here at the park and driving through, you see a bunch of trees with a rub on it, and that's what we call it. Just a, it's a deer rub. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying. Hello, lady. <laughs> yeah. And one thing though is that all the all the deer, the cervidae is the deer family. All the cervids that we have at Arizona are actually vasectomized because okay. one thing we have to be careful about in the United States is chronic wasting disease, mm. which is like mad cow disease for deer. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we have to be really careful about breeding deer and go for it. Uh, breeding deer and bringing other deer in, and we're actually not allowed to bring other deer into. Arizona from other states so the only deer we can get are wild ones from Arizona so all the deer in this enclosure all the animals in this enclosure are rescues from the Arizona game fish oh, oh wow really? yeah. okay so they're ones that people had as pets What's that didn't know what they're one? doing and you're not allowed to have them as pets and right. game and fish I uh, took them from them and brought them to us oh, great. oh nice yeah what's neat about this is they're just kind of roaming even though they are enclosed per se there's no real um, you know, cages or anything. They're just, they have the forest. Just yeah. like they would in their natural habitat, right? And that's one thing we pride ourselves on is being able, we, we have the ability to give all the animals some huge enclosures. The total acreage of the park is 160 acres. Okay. And okay. In the drive-through is about three miles along the road that we're on. And each enclosure varies. Mountain Goat, the first one we went into is our smallest drive-through enclosure. It's probably two acres. But as we go through these other ones, deer there is about nine or oh. ten. These burrows have seven, eight acres. Each of our bears uh, have about 12, 13 acres. And then our we have two bison herds, white bison and brown bison, and each herd has about 20 acres to roam on. So, and that's one thing that we're lucky is that we have a lot of space and we're able to give these animals a, a gigantic enclosure. Yeah, so that they can roam and, and be, 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 them, be themselves. Yep, be them like natural selves. Look at uh, oh, so we, we are driving by some uh, by some donkeys. <laughs> now, if you get up to Lake Pleasant area, you can see a whole lot of uh, <laughs> That's right. wild burrows, yes. as they were left behind by the miners who were mining in the uh, Bradshaw Mountains. That's right. So that's... There's, a, there's a whole bunch of stories. I've heard so many <clears throat> stories about those, and and the like. The, it's a 
the burrows is a crazy thing in Arizona because with wildlife, we manage almost all the species that we have in the state, right? From squirrels, fish, up to elk, deer, bears, right? Game and, Arizona game fish, fish and wildlife, uh, and Forest Service manage those animals to have a population. But what's crazy is that we don't manage wild horse and burrow populations. Really? Uh-huh. So while we, and that's a, it's a tough thing to talk about because everybody loves horses and burrows and I, I get it they're intelligent incredible animals but at the same time if we're to let if we're to not manage one animal and just let it do whatever it wants well especially one without any predators they're just going to take over and when they take over it starts pushing other animals out of their habitats and so it's it's kind of a funny thing because everybody loves those animals and we have to start thinking of a safe good way to manage the population of them in the wild we've well, seen yeah, a lot can... of the wild horses down around the uh, verde river yeah there's lots north of scottsdale and fountain hills <coughs> we've seen quite a few yes down play in the river that kind of thing and they're amazing they're, oh they? look they're he's beautiful. howling he was just howling oh, oh, so cute. Cute. the wolf enclosure uh, yeah, yeah tucker uh, would howl with him yeah, yeah. Well, Tucker might give his voice heard here in just a minute if he ever if he actually catches sight of that guy. He's pretty. He's white. So that is let's see. That is Kay. She's our female uh, tundra oh, wolf, Alaskan tuck, tundra wolf. Tucker Caesar. Tucker Caesar. Tucker Tucker is unimpressed. So with the wolves, we'll, yeah, we want to keep moving through here. Yeah. Just in case. Oh, she's beautiful. I'm trying to move along. How many wolves do you have? So in total, we have six wolves here, okay. four tundra wolves, two uh, arctic wolves. Oh. So we're going through the tundras right now. Is she and an arctic wolf? So that one back there, these guys are all the tundra wolves. Okay. We'll go through the arctic gotcha. wolf. Gotcha. So next. they're in a separate area. Yeah, but they're all white. The only uh, tundra wolf, or the only wolf we don't have that's not white Tucker's is Shadow, in. and he's off exhibit over here to the right. We have this little okay. area uh, where we have him in. We're just watching him. <laughs> Tucker, like, yeah, what do you think? Tucker, our dog, like, wants, to, wants to see <laughs> as well. well. Thank you for he being so kind. Oh, to, yeah. to, to, and, and the nice thing about Tucker, he doesn't shed. <laughs> oh, he's so. one of you one of those dogs, huh? Yeah. That's lucky. That is lucky. Look at these. Uh, so look how massive they look. They're big, aren't they? Yeah, so this guy are. here, this is... That is... That's Geronimo. Oh, now all of these were uh, well. All you said, all the Arizona native species. Yeah. Were, so s some of the species rescued. we got just because in a place where we want to be able to educate about North American animals, we want to get as many different species as we could. So these guys came from another uh, facility, and we got them when they were just young puppies, and now they're they'll be nine years old with the park. Well, so to the left over here is kind of like a little lean-to. Yeah. that kind of, do they bed down in there? Yeah, that's one of their shelters okay. uh, that we oh. give them. What's yeah. funny is that we build them that nice big shelter that they could all pack in there and stay nice and warm. Yeah. And uh, Victorio, who's the wolf who's behind us, uh -huh. he takes that for himself. He makes <laughs> the other guys sleep outside. <laughs> but they're like, I mean, think about Alaska tundra wolf. They're from, you know, Montana that you know further north from here where it's a lot colder so being in Arizona where our winter is pretty mild it's uh, it's not that it's not that cold <laughs> and so that is that guy we just passed we have a guy at wolf gate as we call it mm -hmm. and he sits there and just watches the cars because yeah. wolves are obviously a dangerous animal okay uh, so he watches just to make sure we don't have any crazy guests trying to get out of the car or anything like that yeah. and yeah. he sits there with because, his microphone uh, and 
uh, become a wolf lunch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Luckily, we keep them pretty well fed. So, oh, here on the left, we're kind of lucky. Good timing. Oh. So <laughs> that oh. is our drive-through staff, and those are two of our rescues that we got this year. So one is a pronghorn named uh, Jesse. And the other one behind her is another mule deer fawn named Baddington. And I did not name Baddington. I did <laughs> unintentionally, but somebody said he had bat ears. And as a joke, so they wanted to name him Batty. And I was like, that's not, you can't name, you can't name a deer another animal name. Yeah. And so I joked, I said, how about Baddington? And unfortunately it's it stuck. stuck. Yeah. That's kind of cute though. Yeah. So uh, that's Baddington and uh, Hot Jesse is what we call Hot Jesse. Jesse. Jesse was named after the good-looking warden that brought her in. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, so, see, see, there, there are benefits. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're going over these gates. And, yeah, the cattle guards. Yeah, get all that sound Helps on keep there. The oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Moving to an enclosure that's not meant for them. Yep, exactly. Okay. Just a, there's a bear in between closures, and at night we close them up. Right. Uh, Which way do I go? Follow those. Cars? So yeah, you can go around the loop here. Or you can go okay. into junior bears. We'll do a loop first. Yeah. So are the, this. Are the bears hibernating? So in Arizona, we don't really have to worry about it too much because oh, hibernation not... is based on energy. Aww. Yeah, and those are Arctic wolves there. Yeah. So base, hibernation based on energy, and energy is from food. And one thing about in the middle of winter, and we'll use Alaska oh, as an example. The, the one up there. What was his name? Uh, the, oh, in the back, Shadow. That's Shadow, Shadow. laying there in the lockdown. He's got his nice lockdown. Are you a homeowner? Are high electric bills busting your budget? Well, do what I did and call Charlie Miller with Argent Solar, 623-734-6011. Argent Solar has an A-plus rating with the BBB and zero complaints with the Arizona Registrar of Contractors. Save money by harnessing the power of the sun. Call Charlie Miller, 623-734-6011, 623-734-6011. The predators looking at the prey, kind of cockeyed. <laughs> so what's funny is that is that we don't we don't worry about that too much, and that's one of the reasons why we have burrows in between deer, which is a good prey species, and the wolves. So burrows are one heck of a tough animal, and they're actually known people have them around their horses and goats just to protect them from outside animals. So we split them up uh, the wolves and the bears who are next here by the burrows. Or the prey species from the predator species with the burrows. Nice. Yeah. Cattle guard. I love it. I love it. I, lo I hope. I hope the sound is coming across. Is that a bear in that top? That is. That is a bear. Oh, That's Arthur. No. King Arthur. Oh, I almost that drove right him. by him. He's sleeping. Look that is him. Yeah. Can you see him, Rylan? Go yeah. up just a little more. No. Okay. So we have right any bears walking oh. up to our vehicle in this enclosure? We'll just keep driving. Yeah. Oh, there's a wanna... there's a bear out walking. Yeah. So it is Arizona. Yes. That's right. Thirty-nine in total. I've, there's one in there. Oh, thirty-nine bears in total. Yep, all together at the park we oh have thirty-nine. So what are we seeing right here? We see these, black bears. Yeah, these are black bears. Slow down, babe. And this, so this enclosure is some of our younger bears. Uh, so this is one that, if they're as they walk as they go, like I mentioned, we'll just keep driving nice and slow, kind of just want to keep moving. Okay. And that because these guys are younger bears. <laughs> That's Francie. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> bear, he just looked back at us like, all right, bear, all right yeah. go. Because these bears are a little bit younger, they're more curious about oh, okay. vehicles, that kind of stuff. So that's why we always just keep moving through this one, and there's a loop we can take here, too. <laughs> oh, I can take this loop. Okay. Yeah, so in this enclosure, we have 19 bears. That one walking around the pond, there's Cubby. He was one of the last bears to be born at the park. Oh, so walking around how, on the ice. How often? Look at him. Yeah, he's, he's ice walking. <laughs> look at that. He's, he's walking across. There's a pond in the center there, probably where they play in the summertime. Oh, and it's it. frozen, and he's walking across it. It's awesome. That's neat. Savannah had a question. Go yeah, so um, do any of the animals ever get injured by cars if they're like going too fast? We've never had any injuries, and that's why we that's have great. like the wolf gate, the guy sitting there in Francie over here in this other vehicle. We call it the rover just because the enclosures, most animals know to just stay away from vehicles, right? It's a crazy situation that we even have people driving in with the animals. So we monitor them closely, make sure that they're not, uh, there's no crazy interactions between vehicles, people, and the animals. And that's why you have people like Francie, we got yep. Beargate, Wolfgate, people all over. Our drive-through animal staff is always paying attention. So, no, we have never had any injuries. That's wonderful. Yeah. So glad. That's wonderful, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, I noticed the animals kind of are almost oblivious to yeah. us driving through. They just kind of do their own thing. And Look, there's one over there. Yeah, there's a bunch. <laughs> so, so cute. In this enclosure, we have 19 bears right now. Oh. And these are, on average, like three to six-year-old bears. Oh, really? so, and he's answering the question, honey, right there. Does a wild bear in the woods? <laughs> yep. Yep, I yeah. think so. It happens. No, that one's chewing on a stick. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know. <laughs> oh. These are all black bears still here, right? Yep, these are all black bears. So black bears come in a lot of different colors. They come in blonde, brown, all the way to black. So any kind of version in between there. And what they found is that uh, bears in drier environments tend to be more blonde or brown colored than bears in really wet environments. So southern United States, southwest in general, where it's real dry, we see more brown colored black bears. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I, I, I just think that uh, the amazing gift of diversity in in animal populations just the, the differences based on based on minor habitat changes is is amazing to me i, I yeah. find it well you know they they're like any other species i think they have to adapt to their environment right yes they all do they all do they're amazing we people and it's funny because people talk about how intelligent animals are and it, it's almost like we still don't give them enough credit. Mm -hmm. Like they, like the animals are so smart, and the thing that's most important about them, it might be, might not be smart in a way that you know they can do math problems, but they know how to survive. They yes. know how to find the things they need to find, and that's yes. kind of even here in Arizona. This last year, as we were in a drought, we see lots more bears coming into areas with humans, which is a very dangerous thing. But those animals know that there's food and water around people and so if mm -hmm. that's the need to go to get it they're going to do their best to go down there uh, but like I mentioned it ends up being a dangerous situation for bears yes well and a lot of people just react out of fear when they see wildlife instead of you know yeah. realizing that most of the time they're not there to hurt humans they're just looking for ways to survive in, in and around our neighborhood we've got a lot of uh, coyotes because and... we've encroached so far north <coughs> Valley, um, yeah. that, you know, we're in their habitat. Yeah. And what, what just 
amazes me is how freaked out people are that there's a coyote in the neighborhood. They always yeah. come up to and, our front yard uh, and drink out of our front fountain. Yeah, we got a waterfall <laughs> in the nice. front yard. And, and these, Our neighbor uh, caught a picture of one one night. It was late at night, and he just texted it to us. He's like, you had a visitor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad he got a drink. <laughs> I might need to put a wildlife camera out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be cool. It's <laughs> crazy. In Arizona, one of the best ways to attract animals, even birds, like people think they throw seed out, just put water out. Yeah, and that's how we get them. Come. We get a lot of uh, a lot finches of and species. things like that. Tons Speaking of bird birds. species, uh, I know that you don't intend to... <gasps> grow bird species here but are you are you do you do you keep track of the bird species that you see and all not that? really we're kind of bears is kind of just getting into birds and with these huge enclosures we see a lot of the native birds that are around here so uh, lots of ravens and ravens are one of those animals that i joked about being intelligent to do math problems they're one yeah. they're the animals that could do some math problems probably. Probably. oh yeah maybe yeah. sitting under the trees yeah. talking to people yeah cracking out some calculus <laughs> yeah yeah so we have, have to get them to help me with my math. What, 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 what do we got here that's walking alongside the road? It looks like a buffalo to me. That is a white bison. A white bison. White bison. So in like the native lore, the white bison is a, like a rare animal. That's like you see a white bison. It's like you have the luckiest life and your family is going to be blessed kind of thing. Well, looky here. So, We've yeah, got a, a blessing in a whole bunch of them, of them at uh, Arizona. <laughs> we want everybody to leave having a lucky day. There but you go. our bison are not. So they're neither bison herd. We have whites or browns are full bred bison. They're actually mixed with cow species. And the oh. white bison is mixed with a Charlet cattle, which is where they get the white from. All right. Uh, and as we get into browns, they're your more typical looking bison. Okay. Brown bison, but still not pure bison. Bison. So as we come down this little hill here, we're looking out and we're seeing uh, uh, lots of water. That's right. That's right not now. naturally a lake. I, no. I would assume it's, it's snow probably snowmelt. Yep. So this is a wee joke. This is called Lake Arizona right now in our, <laughs> in our bison herds. And that's our. those are just the big fields that we have. So okay. when you come visit the park, you'll drive up to bison. You'll kind of see them roaming in a habitat that's very similar to what they'd actually be found in, a oh, big yeah. open prairie. Uh-huh. And okay. at different times of year in prairies, they flood from all the water runoff. And that's what we have right now. And so we change it to Lake Arizona. There you <laughs> New go. New name. There you go. But in the springtime and in the summer, it'll be a nice big green field mm-hmm. that the bison just go roam around and be bison. And bison around. And yeah, that's right. Bison <laughs> around. <laughs> well, that's uh, a lovely lake view they have now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a whole, there's a baby too. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of bison. Oh. You got it. Oh. We were in, uh, while we're sitting here waiting for traffic to uh, move because the bison are on the road, yeah. uh, we'll, I'll tell you a quick story. We were in Salt Lake City and we took a journey out to Antelope Island. Island. Cool. Have you ever been there? I have not. Okay, so getting out there is, is there's this amazing smell. <laughs> that is somewhat overpowering. Let's but, just say Salt Lake does not smell like salt. Yes. So, but if you, Briny, but once you get out into the middle of the um, middle of the, the the lake on this island, you can't smell it. It's amazing. so amazing. It's kind of a hilly island. But they uh, yeah, call it Antelope Island because there are so many species of wildlife out there. Antelope being one. Antelope, and you said froghorn. Bison herds yeah. out there. And there's a yeah, there's this giant bison herd, and they go from one side of the lake of the of the island to the other. Right. And in the evening time, they make their way back towards the ranch huh. that is there. There's the oldest working ranch in 
Utah is on Antelope Island. Huh. And um, anyway, the, the one day we were there, we're in a rental car. It's got a sunroof. He, my son is probably about three years old, maybe three, four years old, somewhere around there. And he is standing on the middle of this thing, and the herd just got, We had to stop because the herd was crossing the road. Yeah, he was standing with his head out the sunroof. And, and he the was bikes. standing, yeah. And That's we're like, awesome. hey, man, uh, shh, don't say a <laughs> word, Ryland. Because <laughs> this is a rental. Yeah. <laughs> they literally walked right in front of the car. And they were headbutting each other because it was springtime. And, you oh, know, they, nice. were, they were just it having really fun. Neat. It was really, really a, a very cool. It was like a Yellowstone experience. <laughs> kind of like this, actually. That's cool. Kind of like this where you're just walking around and driving or around. driving around. And, <laughs> yeah. and you're driving through and you're seeing the wildlife. And uh, They are beautiful animals. They are ginormous animals. Do you ever get out and pet them? No, I haven't pet any of these guys. <laughs> haven't pet any of these guys. They're, we try to keep everything as as wild is not necessarily the right term, but as wild as we can keep as them. As natural. Yeah, as natural as we can uh, keep them. Because just like your guys' experience uh, in Antelope Island, we want people to come here and have an experience like that mm -hmm. also, right? We want people to drive through and go, man, remember when we drove past all those bison? <laughs> and if that's what it takes to get people to learn and care about animals then that's an important thing so we try to keep it as natural as we can keep it uh with a we still have to give these guys vaccinations and have them move into different areas so there's still a they still have to learn he's buffaloing them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh i'm full of jokes terrible ones but i've got them they're just standing there looking at like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. we're trying to cross the road so We're counting I don't know heads. What you people are doing. Are you, are you, uh, so listen, Mr. Buffalo, are you going to make it or are you going to, okay, you're going to lick your chops. She said, right, I'm, I'm gonna, just uh, going to stand here. I'm going to ease on by, okay? <laughs> picture um, time. I'm just easing. Oh, oh yeah, if you're going to get a picture, oh get a picture because those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. They were so close. So close. Uh, frankly, I prefer to just drive through at an idle, but uh, you know, <laughs> there's some places I gotta accelerate. Ooh, a big brown one but uh, now we're coming into what I would consider what I normally see oh, yeah. the brown buffalo or yes. brown bison. Yep. And, What's the difference between buffalo and bison? Nothing. The same animals. They're the same animal. Same right? exact animal. Yeah, so in the United States we have bison, but people good. call them buffalo. Uh, like the scientific name of this animal that we're looking at right now is bison bison. Okay. So it's literally a bison. bison. Okay. Now he's got green all over him. Is that just where he's that's been That's silly. The... That's our big male. And that's, he, so he likes to headbutt the, we have like 1,500 <laughs> oh. pound hay bales that we'll feed him. Oh, I see. And he likes to headbutt it. So it gets all over him. <laughs> it's got it all over Look at that. Look at that critter. I hope you all are taking pictures because I can't. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to, I want you to put them to the, not so native podcast IG account and tag us in it, okay? Yeah. All right. Nice. Ben yeah. is a um, kind of technology assistant with this venture. So. Nice. The <laughs> photographer. Yes. Yeah. She's a yeah. phenomenal photographer. I, I cannot, I am so thrilled that you were able to sit down in the car with us and oh, yeah. go for a ride and, and a let bit. our dog keep you warm. Yeah. It's cold out there, so all the staff out there working, I feel bad for them. <laughs> I got a car heater and a cute little dog to pet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We won't tell him though. No. 
so uh, yeah, this one apparently likes to uh, headbutt the thing to get the hay to come down too. Yep. He's all covered in it as well. The babies will actually squeeze into that hay Aww. feeder and stand inside and eat it. All right. Yeah. This morning as we drove through to do our morning check on all these animals, there's one laying in there. Oh my goodness. Oh. Get out. Now, do, do they primarily, are they herbivores? They primarily yep. just eat? Yep, they are grazers, so they like they be wandering through the fields eating lots of grasses. So mm -hmm. we just feed them these big hay bales when, and it's hard because, like, being able to walk miles and miles, right? That's yes. we have a lot of area that we can give them, but we can't give them the same amount of space they have in the wild. Right. So as we still let them graze, we plant grasses and things for them to eat. But still, in the winter time, when the when it's turned from prairie to Lake Arizona, yes. we have to throw some hay bales out for them. Sure, so. Sure. You know, you brought up a very interesting point, and it's something that I've thought about a lot of times mm -hmm. when I hear people talking about how how mean it is to enclose animals and and do those kind of things. And, yeah. And not to be political, oh, clearly, no. clear that this is about a travel site, but yeah, yeah. But the the beautiful thing about all the people coming here and visiting <laughs> is that they get exposed to the animal, so that they understand that it's not something to be afraid of yeah it's something to be appreciated yeah for sure and it kind of like kind of like is it is it terrible to keep art in a museum yeah <laughs> or should it all be on the side of buildings yeah you know it's 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 the same kind of thing well you're never going to know how to appreciate it until you interact with it and experience it yeah that's and true so so and, and then you don't know to protect it yeah, it's a, and one of the things to know about all the North American wildlife that we have is that that's our those are our bighorn sheep, Rocky Mountain bighorn sheep. Mm. That big one there, his name is Harry. Those Harry. are native to Arizona as well, correct? Yeah, that's right. We have both species. We have uh, Rocky Mountain bighorn and desert bighorn in Arizona. Uh huh. Uh -huh. So I've seen some of those out at Lake Pleasant. Yeah, so the, in, uh, those would probably be the desert bighorn. So they'd be a little bit smaller, but Canyon Lake as well. Nice. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, they're amazing. There was animals. a there was a brand new baby <laughs> at Canyon Lake cool. that we saw. Yeah, that's cool. But I was gonna say uh, for the the North American species that all these animals, all the North American wildlife is owned by all the residents of the United States. Right? There are wildlife. We right. own them. So when when people start to realize that, like, man. I need to take part in learning about these animals and figuring out how to take care of them. And, and a lot of that is just by learning how to maintain habitats. Or it could be something as simple and easy as just recycling something, right? So that yeah. is not flying, letting balloons go. People love doing it, but yep. that balloon's going to end up in some animal's habitat. Right. And that's not something to naturally be there. So when people get to come through and see these animals in a, in a very similar and in some of these instances of these animals in exact habitat what they actually be found in people can actually start to build some type of respect for them and maybe even a little bit of care to say i want to i want to know more about bears and i want to know how i can keep them around forever right exactly i i agree Ryland, do you have any questions no all right i mean i've said everything no 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 <laughs> I, I think that uh, this is this is truly truly remarkable to be this able is definitely to, a destination people need to come and visit. Cool. Yeah. I mean, so the beautiful thing about what the Williams area, this um, northern area, is you, you've got Flagstaff 30 minutes away. Yep. you got the Grand Canyon 30 minutes away, yep. basically. Yeah. Uh, you've got Route 66. You've got Mountain Men history. You've got 
Wild West history. You've yeah. got the 50s and 60s uh, Americana heyday history. And just the plain beauty of the area. And just, well, I was going to say the beauty of the area, but also, there, I have not met one ugly, you know, mean person here. <laughs> you we, know? We uh, are nice and good looking. I'm glad <laughs> you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right, honey. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave, Dave's, got, Dave's got this thing down, man. <laughs> So, so were you when you got the job here? And refresh my memory if I'm not paying attention, because uh, I'm I'm trying to absorb a lot. Yeah. Uh, when when you say that it was luck that you got this job, what was the luck part? Did you did you marry one of the owner's daughters? <laughs> no. <Did you? laughs> the luck I think is personal luck because like I I love animals. I want to do animal things, wildlife. As my, it's, there's no other job I could do, whether it's game and fish or zoos or fish and wildlife. That's what I want to do, and so I got to move. I, I grew up in Pine Top, a small town in northeastern Arizona, and I kind of like the small town feel. But the thing that's hard about small towns, there's not often a zoo type facility there, and so for me, I say luck because it's kind of the best of all the worlds combined that I get to do it in Williams, Arizona with a bunch of great people at a great facility that, like I said, the owner's one of the greatest guys in the world. The rest of the staff is the best. And, you know, my, like for me, it's just my whole life is in balance with being able to be here. So the luck is personal luck when I said that at the beginning. You know, when I reached out to, <laughs> uh, the, to the website mm -hmm. uh, to, to get the contact for who I would need to talk to, and, and Carrie responded. She's like, oh, yes, that's great. And by the way, Dave will be happy to go out there with you. So so that was uh, that was pretty amazing. That was pretty yes, amazing. Yes, this has been a tremendous opportunity. Yeah. We haven't even seen the other part of the park yet. Yeah, we're just in the drive-thru. We still got a... So we have... So Bears on it, right? We're a zoo-type facility. We, we house animals. We take care of animals so people come learn about them. And we have the three-mile drive-through portion, and then we also have a standard zoo-type area where you can walk through and stare into the enclosures and look at the, some of the smaller animals. But we also have uh, some of our younger animals, and we actually have jaguars. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, people, I did not know this, and most people probably didn't, don't know this, that jaguars are a native species to Arizona. Yeah crazy in it so the the furthest north population think of them, of jaguar, i think of them in the jungle yeah that's what everybody's like that's a oh jaguar it's a jungle cat but they're here in the deserts there's actually i believe there's two that they're for sure about possibly three that have been seen in arizona and one for sure entire its entire home range is in the state of arizona so wow it's the only state in the u.s that has a jaguar that lives in it that we know native, about a yeah jaguar. a native wow. jaguar yeah, I don't think crazy. a lot of people would would ever know that or think yeah. that that would be the case. Yeah, it's a it's a wild thing for sure. So when people are coming through there, sometimes like jaguars. Why is that? Mm -hmm. I thought this was North American wildlife, and it is. And it is. See, <laughs> see, learning, learning, and and living on. There's a bear up in the tree here. Oh no! Way, really? <laughs> yep. And that is Coco, right I believe. Or no? Here, I'll pull over Coco. so you can see. Oh my! <laughs> The ground was drop. too cold. Yeah. Rylan said it's like uh, from the game Crossy Road, it'd be like drop bear. Oh, yeah, drop bear. <laughs> <laughs> Get a picture, I can't see it. 
He's curled up in a ball on the branch. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he's, he's way curled up in a ball on the branch. They just sleep up there. It's crazy. Like, bear cubs, when they're, first, when they're first big enough to come out of their dens away from their mother, they're climbing. They, really? Like, when they get scared, they go up into the trees. That's their safe spot. <laughs> so they'll go up there, and they'll just sleep. And when you see the bear cubs today, as you guys check them out, one of the most, I don't have kids yet, but one of the most stressful things I've ever seen is watching those bear cubs play up in the trees. Oh, it's like, my oh goodness. gosh, yes. don't do that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a helicopter parent? Is that yeah. what you're telling me? Yeah. I just, I turn my head and walk away and go, stop it. Stop it, bears. Get down on the ground. But they don't ever listen to me, so I gotta let them be bears. Uh, there you go. Yeah, it's it's really it's the same way with kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you could you could steer them in the right direction, but yeah. uh, you know they've got to be the one to take it. So you yeah. know, it's completely up to them. You have skunks on display here. We have some skunks. <laughs> really? Yeah, we have some skunks. So that's actually one of our areas. We have we call it program animals, which is the animals and, and ambassador animals, right? So people can bring them out and you can touch them and all that. Oh. Uh, and we have some skunks. No, can you touch the skunks? You can touch well, them. I'm, I'm assuming that they've been they were defumed. Yeah, they, they've been defumed. <laughs> and we actually got them like that. What's cool is with the training in zoos nowadays, and I and I got to throw it for like SeaWorld and some of those other like original places, it's all positive reinforcement training. Mm -hmm. And with that, the important thing to know is that we're not putting animals in situations that they don't like being in. We tried to our very best to make sure animals are comfortable with all things we're doing, taking care of them, being touched by us so that when the vet comes he can say oh well flower the skunk here needs a toenail trim or a shot and then by training these animals in a positive way we can turn something scary like a shot into something that's like oh i'm gonna get a shot and then they're gonna reward me afterwards mm -hmm. so we that's how we're able to take animals like a skunk who wouldn't normally be pet and you should never pet any skunks you see but we can take an animal like that and teach it that it's all right being pet oh they're sleeping bears oh uh, yeah Oh, so it's pretty. it's not a bear pile, but he's awake. Yeah, he's looking at saying, well, I don't, I don't <laughs> like, know uh, about His eyes are orange. That's yeah. a he. I believe That's that was he. Quag. Quag. Yeah. <laughs> so you have most all of them named then. Every yeah. animal here has got a name. That's neat. There you go. Name it and claim it, First baby. Name That's basis. right. First name basis. So you guys talked about Santa earlier and how he may or may not be real. I stopped believing Santa until I met this guy right here. Oh, Santa Claus. And I'm pretty sure that's him. No. I never, I never met anybody in the world that I thought I was like, you know, I better be good because I think I work with Santa. <laughs> that's awesome. That is great. And what is his name when he's not his, Santa? When he's not Santa, his name is John. Okay, gotcha. Kids, how did how did Dave do? Five stars? Five stars? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's Make it till you make it. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I made all that stuff up. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> just you know, kidding. Well, you're right. Yeah, hey, as long as you keep the story the same the whole time, you can lie like you want to. Hey, thank you very much for joining us on That's Our Native. Pick up on uh, part two of this next week, and we do the walkthrough tour. Do you want to learn more about solar energy and how to harness its power? Check out CaseArizona.com. The Conservative Alliance for Solar Energy is a nonprofit organization focusing on educating Arizona homeowners on the benefits of residential rooftop solar and renewable energy. Check them out at CaseArizona.com. That's C-A-S-E-A-R-I-Z-O-N-A.com.
Thank you for joining us here, the Not So Native Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website, notsonativepodcast.com, and leave a comment or two. Also, follow us on social media to get the latest update on our adventures. Until next time. Until next time.